DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Wake, Wake that ass, ass up. up. The, the Breakfast Club, Club is on. Right. Yeah. I have to live life. I'm talking to the Breakfast Club this morning. Okay, okay, okay. I love coming here. I'm never not going to come here. You guys are good to me. In return, I'm always going to be good to you. For a lot of people in the hip-hop generation, the Breakfast Club is where people get their information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important. The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Envy? It's Dave. Dave, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. All right, I got to make it fast, too, because I'm on break from my, my job. But basically, what I what I wanted to say is how um, President Trump, he's branded so, like, to be a hateful guy that everyone hates him, but they don't realize that he's actually trying to protect... I believe that they try to protect us from this COVID that they're trying to get vaccinated as for, like, population control. And I honestly don't think, like, this COVID is something as big as for the media is portraying it to be. And people, you know, they don't realize that. That um, I believe it's more of a, to get a vaccination and, and control population. I'm going to tell you why I don't believe that. The reason I don't believe that is because this is an election year. Uh, Donald Trump's crown jewel was the economy. I don't think he would tank the economy uh, for, for population control. I think he would want to get no, want to get a second term he's first. Not, no, no, no. He's not. He's trying to protect us. You guys think like Dr. Oh. Bill Gates? But those are the people who are trying to get even more billions off of this corona. Every two years we have a virus, but people don't realize that this virus is actually sick. And now that it's sticking, they're using it to crash the economy. And then they're going to come out with this vaccination that they're, they're going to force people. If you want your kids to go to school, you got to get vaccinated, and, and it's going to kill more people. Like these vaccinations your, kill like a lot of people, but people don't. Your question. I mean, people like AIDS. Remember AIDS in Africa? That was they were actually vaccinated and it gave people AIDS, and that's what gave what, more and more people AIDS in white like Africa. Well, AIDS. Listen, why do why do we act like uh, people don't get vaccinations every year? Or something like why would they wait why would they have to wait for coronavirus you can get vaccinated for the flu you know kids got to get shots before they go back to school and, it's, and, uh, and vaccinations for flu is just as bad that's why i would never give like my, my but i'm saying they could have they could have been they could have been implemented this plan they didn't have to you know crash the economy and do everything to implement the plan doing this plan for like over 10 years and it finally stick they've been doing this five years back and then it's just that's just what i feel and i feel like Trump, when he talks about this um, medicine that helps and cures, it actually does. He don't benefit off of that. He's actually going back and forth with, you know, the higher-ups like Bill Gates and Fauci, and people think that he's trying to throw this medicine out, but he's actually not just throwing the medicine out. He's just trying to, like, not the, let the vaccination kick in. Like, Well, that's not that's true, like, either. I read something where he did have some stake in uh, the hydrochloroquine drug. Right, and I would rather listen to the doctors than Donald Trump when it comes to what medication so you not, should and shouldn't take. Is Bill Gates, let me ask you a question, is Bill Gates a doctor? Does he have any medical history? I listen to Dr. Fauci. I'm not talking about Bill Gates. I wasn't even discussing him. Well, Bill Gates, Bill Gates hired Dr. Fauci, you know, and that's why Dr. Fauci, Bill Gates is a team. What? Bill Gates hired Dr. Fauci to work for the government? So, uh, I can't. No, I have to work for the government. I can't, guys, I can't. Hello, who's this? Yo, what up, guys? It's Nick. How y'all feeling this morning? Nick, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. All right, so here's what I got from my test this morning. We need to quit. How are we going to talk about racism of, of a white government when we ourselves as a black community are racist in saying that everything's about the black community? There's white people in the ghetto that get treated just as poorly as the black people do. 
there's brown people in the ghetto getting treated just as poorly as the black people do. I've seen white boys pulled out of their car at gunpoint in the ghetto by the police for nothing, just like a black guy. The problem is not rich or or uh, a, a white crime or a black crime or white neighborhood, black neighborhood. The problem is if you don't live in the rich part, you got a problem. You will be treated poorly. It doesn't matter about the color of your skin. It doesn't matter what you're, city you're, you're wrong. Don't you know in, 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 in which areas wrong. black people get treated horribly too? <laughs> exactly. You know in middle class neighborhoods black exactly. people get treated horribly too? You know exactly. That, you know that young man that was just running and just got killed? That wasn't in the ghetto or poverty-stricken place, sir? He was been, running I in listen. a middle-class area and got sh- and murdered? Yeah. Yes. I think well, that uh, police officers have even admitted that... Quit being racist when police. we ourselves are being racist. We're not Police being racist. Have even ad- the truth. admitted that they were told to stop black people more often. They even have said that. They ain't being yeah, racist. This is this is telling yeah. the truth, sir. You should, and guess you what? You're right. There, there, is, there is there is a class issue in America, but there's absolutely positively racial bias in America. Okay. And and just like Envy just said, when you black, if you're in a rich neighborhood, if I live in that neighborhood, the police will still pull me over and profile me. If I'm in a poor neighborhood, they'll pull me over and profile me. What are you talking about? People like Oprah Winfrey have been profiled in stars, okay? Like, come on, bro. Knock it off. What I'm talking about is... I don't care what you're talking about this morning. If I got a neighbor, if I got a white neighbor that was born and raised in the same neighborhood I was, it don't matter where he goes either. It does, it, it, does, it does, man. But have a good morning. Have a good morning. That is such a lie. Listen, I, I, my, my first white friend name is Thomas Evans. Okay, and we grew up on the same dirt road in Mount Corner, South Carolina, in the same financial conditions. Guarantee you, if he was driving a car and I was driving a car in a certain area, they wouldn't bother him. And guess what? I would be happy for that because I would use his white privilege like Starbucks Wi-Fi. God damn it, to get us both out of there. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yeah, hello. What's going on? Envy, it's been a minute. It's Mello. Mello, what's up, bro? Yo, man, I'm chilling. This quarantine is killing me, but I'm not going to lie. The social distancing is definitely necessary, for real. Mm-hmm. What's been going on, man? What about your best friend, iPhone, man? Yo, iPhone, yo, he's been doing his thing. Like I said, we just been perfecting the craft during this time. This is just a pause on everyday life. You get time to just manifest everything you want to accomplish, and it's been great. It's been treating me great. It's been treating me a lot better than Charlemagne Hairline. I can tell you that. Melo, let me ask you a question. What craft are y'all perfecting? Scamming? Um, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say what we do over the radio. Either. I know you ain't nothing y'all doing legal as well. Why are you trying to perfect that craft? How do you know what we're doing is not legal? How, how, what, what do you, what proof do you have? Well, we can start with iPhone Sims charging people for shout-outs on The Breakfast Club. That is true. That's one. That's not illegal. Where is that illegal? <laughs> what okay, you might be right. That's unethical. That's a scam, though. That's a scam. It's unethical. It's the scam. It's just whack. It's just whack. That's a scam. It's whack. It's not ethical. I never said it was right. I didn't, it's not illegal, though. Right. No, it's it's a scam. Whack. It is a scam. It is illegal because you can't guarantee. You can't guarantee we're going to shout those people out or you're going to get a chance to shout those people out. It ain't our responsibility, and though. And you, know, and you know how else I know y'all scamming? Because you won't even tell us what the craft is because you know it's a scam. No, it's not actually. Actually, I'm not scamming. I'm not. I'm not gonna speak on anybody else. I know I'm not. <laughs> I'm not scamming. Yo, you just snitched on iPhone. You just snitched on iPhone. I ain't robbed the bank. All three of us. I ain't robbed the bank. I ain't gonna say who did, but I ain't robbed it. You you snitched on them. 
I did a snitch too, man. Who died and made you six nine? Don't sit there and put that energy on me. <laughs> <laughs> Who died and made you six wow. nine? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that one, Melo. Who died and made you six nine? <laughs> Hello, who's yeah. this? Butterfly from Beijing. Butterfly, butterfly. butterfly. What's up, my Beijing. butterfly? I miss you. How are you, Angie? Charlemagne the God, Envy. Beijing. Butterfly. What's up? You working? They, they put you back in that shop? You working again? Huh? Are you working again? Did they, did they hire you again? Yes. And okay. I want to get it off my chest. Go. Okay. Now, baby, shout out to him. What happened? I lost it. I, I dropped it and somebody picked it up. Now, how I'm much? Cleaning up a buck and change. Mm. But even though, it's, even though it's not that much, still in all. Sure. You need your money. Thank you. Because I was trying to buy me some new hair supply stuff when I catch the lady in the beauty supply. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Let me ask you this. But do people know you lost it? Because if somebody found money, how are they supposed to know whose money it is? Good. Because I told everybody in the store. And you know what I said to them? Homeboy came to me. He said, Butterfly, can I get a dollar? So I digged in my pocket because I was so sad crying. He said, now nah, I'm just playing. I'm like, oh, you might be the one that got my money. So so Diddy and Starks, man, go on the camera and look who stole Bay Butterfly's $100, man. Just look yeah, on the camera and say who stole that money, man. She needs the money. Picked up that money. She want to get her hair did. She want to go buy some bundles. Can you see who stole her yeah. money, please? I you know, know exactly you what bundles, time though. she was in there. You ain't got nowhere to go, Butterfly. If that was on Friday. Can't oh, you had somewhere to go? Yeah. Well, you got to go, Butterfly. Go? My castle. Her oh, you want to look good in your house. You want to look good for yourself. Well, I ain't got no man, so why not? True. Yeah, nothing true. wrong with that. Look good. no man. All right. Take yeah. some selfies. Well, well, thank you, uh, Butterfly. If you don't know, Butterfly uh, works in Queens, a store called uh, Rochdale's Chicken and Waffles, some of the best food in Queens. And uh, Butterfly works there, so shout to Butterfly. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club Top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking about how difficult and how hard it is out there, but people are getting creative. People are coming up with all types of ways to make extra cash. I was telling you about DJ Will, who is a DJ here at the station. Of course, the clubs are closed, so he can't DJ the clubs like he usually do. But what he's doing is he's cooking. He's cooking for the neighborhood. You can pull up on him. He got all types of food. I've seen uh, Caribbean food. I've seen seafood, soul food, all that. So shout out to DJ Will. His, his uh, Instagram is DJ Will NYC if you want to order some food. But what are you guys doing to make a little extra cash? I see people making their own special rum punches and bottling it up for other people to buy, which is uh, nice at a time like this. People are at home. They might want a little drinky drink. Right. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, because, you know, everybody that I've spoken to who has, you know, been laid off or been furloughed, they really haven't, you know, figured out how, how they are going to eat for the next two or three months. Like, it really is a, a dire situation, you know I mean? I, I do hope that they can figure it out, but they haven't. A lot of people are really waiting on those those, those stimulus checks, you know, from, from the Trump administration in order to make ends meet, so... I don't know. Yeah. Some people are dipping into their savings if they have any. I, I haven't heard anything yet. Well, if if I would just tell people this, if you are going through hard, hard times, financial problems, the first thing to do is instead of not paying, call. They are being very, very lenient with people. If it's a car note, if it's uh, your telephone bill, if it's your mortgage, call them and tell them what you're going through. And they are being very, very lenient right now. So definitely give them what a call. What about just student don't, loans? Still not paying. Did they, did they, yeah, they, 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 they student they, loans, um, right? Yes, they have. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Freddie P. Hey, what's up, bro? What are you doing to make a little extra cash right around there? Uh, well, I'm still currently working on a truck. You know what I mean? We working seven days a week delivering. You know what I mean? In Columbus, Ohio. But I was calling up here to say that the drug trade was still booming. But then I heard you say something about you selling your sneakers. Then people up with that. What you mean? <laughs> Let me get some of them sneakers you're selling. <laughs> no, nah, I only, what it, what it is is I'm not into stocks. I've just never been. Um, my, my, my mother-in-law lost a lot of money back in the day, so I've never been on it. So what I do is is I take things that I might not be thinking about, like let's say a pair of sneakers. I'll sell it and I'll just put it into the, to the stock market. Oh, sneakers in the stock market. Nah, I thought you were trying to... No, that's not what he said, sir. That's not what he said. I thought he said he was selling his sneakers for thirty dollars. That's what I thought he said too. You got That's what I thought he said. You got you got money for um sneakers at a time like this, sir. I just told you I'm working seven days. He a said week, he's still working. No, oh, okay, okay, okay. No, I, 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 you better hold. You better hold on to your money. Ain't nobody can see you in your goddamn sneakers anyway. That's what I'm saying. In the house. Right. You gonna be in the house for the next month? I don't wear them anyway. I just put them in the closet. I work. Yeah, all right. Thank you, bro. Hello, who's this? Hey, what are you doing to make a little extra money at, at a time like this? Well, I coupon, so the items that I coupon with, I've been selling them off to people, making extra money. Like my job, they have they don't have no snacks, so I've been selling all the snacks that I got <laughs> from couponing to my coworkers. Okay, so that's smart. A little bit of plus in the struggle. That's smart. So. That, that makes very sense. Smart. That is yeah, very so smart. You bring some people aren't to trying work. to go to the yep. store. Yeah, they. That's a good idea. Yeah, I got Lysol that I've been coupon with, Clorox that I've been coupon with. It. So it's like people don't have these things. Like even baby wipes. Some of my coworkers they needed baby wipes. I was able to sell them baby wipes. So it come in handy with a little bit of extra cash, and I'm also helping people that need things. Right, that's you just dope. can't charge them too much though. You can't. You can't. What you about your? No. Okay. What about your musty coworkers? You sell them any the, the deodorant? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. I might not right. say it, but I'm going to hit it to you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> you want to get this little is roll on app? for a quarter? Is there an app where you can just get coupons? I'm sure, right? Online? I haven't been using coupons. I mean, Groupon. They got Groupon, yeah, don't they? There's different sites but, where they have coupon codes and things like that. Like, you know, when you go to the supermarket, though, and you're like, okay. Not as, yeah, they have uh, coupon codes. And, and if you Google. Because they don't be having those flyers things, anymore. They pop up. Yeah, they still got flyers at BJ's and Costco. Oh, I know. Well, 800-585-1051. We're asking, you know, it's tough out there. It's hard, hard times right now. What are you doing to make a little extra cash? What are you doing to make some extra money? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. 
talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about how people are making extra money. We know it's hard times. People are getting let go, laid off. They're not working. So what are you doing to make a little extra money? That is the question. 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? It's comedian Tony Fast, man. I'm from South Florida, man. Shout out to you, DJ Henry, Charlamagne, and God, Angela Yee, man. I love y'all. Hey. What's oh, up? Oh, you a comedian. I know you ain't working right now. Hey, no, that's a damn lie, man. Listen, man, I work pest control. I have an essential job. I work pest control during the day. I dance ain't working at night. But listen, I want to tell y'all something. Anybody that's out there, y'all got a car, you need to either DoorDash or you need to Uber Eats. Well, what's that? Mm. Uh, Smart. What's that thing you can do when you go pick up people's groceries and stuff? What, what, what's that? Uh... Being a, it's called being a good Samaritan. I've been said that. I it's said that these kids. No, he's talking about the app where people go get your groceries for you and get Smart, paid. Smart, yeah. It. These kids should have been going to these older folks' house and grocery Instacart. shopping for them. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, he's talking about Instacart. So, because they're actually Instacart is actually hiring right now. No, that's very smart, and not only for old people, for people that just don't want to leave a house and scared to leave a house. You could pay somebody, hey, go get these groceries. Yep, give them a couple dollars. Yeah, that makes sense. You would have to be very PPE'd up, meaning that, you know, you would have to have on the gloves, you would have to have on a raincoat, you'd have to have on a mask. It, like, it'd have to be a lot in order for you to, for me to let you go get my groceries. Right. But, I mean, these are things where you can make a little extra cash. Hello, who's this? <laughs> hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Now, bake. That Kush hitting this morning, huh? No, nah, I'm over here. I'm sitting in the car watching a, a, a tiny little dog. I'm um, laughing at something. Um, we're trying to bark at a grown person, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, my first time calling here. Y'all respect what y'all saying out there. Yo, Charlamagne, I'm down in your hood, man. Where you from, South Carolina? I'm from Brooklyn, New York, though. But uh, Okay. Yeah. I, don't, be, don't be taking that goddamn corona down to South Carolina now. Have you been tested? Oh, hell yeah. I get tested for anything, man. Oh, he's lying. Yeah, you ain't never got tested for coronavirus in your life. <laughs> bro, what, what, what bro. do you do to make a little extra bread, right, though? Cool. Well, right now, I'm using my last name, which is Blackstock, as my logo design. I'm also doing um, logo design for a lot of different people, especially um, for those who got kids, trying to um, utilize that in a way where it educates kids. All right, I'm also <laughs> doing um, but, um, um, some, like books for kids. You know, I'm trying to put them online to uh, make them into little videos because... After my daughter got murdered, I started trying to use that formula, like, you know, because I was like, all right, kids is growing up, you know, broken homes and all that. So let me try to um, correct that. Well, condolences to you, my brother. How long has your, your daughter been gone? Yeah, my daughter died. When I, you know, real talk, I was locked up at CT in 2002, you know, on Father's Day. That's when she got murdered. So God, I'm sorry to hear that. Man. Like, pardon me? Sorry to, sorry to so hear sorry that. To hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry to hear that, bro. It's all right. It's all right. You know, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, um, I'm a better person. You know what I mean? But you know, you know they say it's always karma. But anyway, I tried to open for after school center when I was in Connecticut. That didn't work out. So now mm-hmm. I took my drug money. Yeah, I used to sell drugs to go on my drug money and try to reinvest that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing what I'm doing with it now. All well, right. Well, salute to you, you my brother. brother. Appreciate you, brother. I hope that you, you know, continue to grow in this journey called life and be safe out there. Hello, who's this? Hey. Hey, who's this? Hey. Hey, hey this is Marco. Hey, Marco. Hey, Marco. Polo. Out there. What, are, what are they doing to make a little extra money, brother? Me, gaming. Gaming's a good one. Okay, there you go. Yeah. No, gaming is a good yeah, one. My son made a, a, a couple hundred dollars Twitch, the other day. Caffeine, YouTube. Gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Y'all business gotta be booming right now, right? 
Gaming? Yeah, they, actually, they said yes. the gaming business is amazing right now. Well, of course, yeah, but they're shutting down GameStop, unfortunately. But yeah, I read that. You can get stuff online too, right? Yeah, but online it's not the same as GameStop. You know, it's not. You can't buy the used games. You know, forty dollars, twenty dollars, thirty dollars. It's all sixty, so that's you know it's a little costly. But hey, I'm doing what? it. Why are they shutting down GameStop? I briefly breezed across that article. I didn't really d- dive deep into it. Why are they shutting it down? Because they're not making business anyway. Everything is digital. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, kids, you can buy games. You don't even have to leave the house no more. You, just you can buy have a subscription. And it right into your thing. Yeah, well, thank you for calling. But, you know, games are making a lot of business. I, I watch my son, and after he finishes school, he goes and he plays these tournaments, and he makes a couple hundred dollars all the time. So they're making a lot of money, too. 800 800- Five eight five one zero five one. We're asking, what are you doing right now to make a little extra cash? I know it's uh, times are hard right now. A lot of people have been laid off and fired. So, what are you doing to make a little extra cash? Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. So we were just asking, what are people doing to make a little extra cash? All right, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a lot of people are being laid off, being fired. So we're asking, what are you doing to make some cash? Give somebody some ideas. Let's go to the phone. This line. is a time to get creative when you're at home too. To be like, okay, what can I figure out what it, that I can do to make some money? Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Devin out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Devin, what's up, brother? What are you doing to make a little extra bread? Man, right now I'm trying to work on the clothing line and uh, writing a book. You know, I'm trying not to let this virus get me lazy, man. Trying to find some extra income out here. You know, don't want mm-hmm. people to wait on these stimulus checks. Just get this income while it's out here. Find something that you can do, make yourself useful. But you know what? Even mm-hmm. I was uh, I was talking to a plumber, and he was saying the plumbing business in the uh, heating and AC business has been booming. He said because people are home, so they're starting to hear things wrong with their house that they usually wouldn't absolutely. Hear. So that's, oh, that's why I'm. Into- that's why I think trade school should be free. Like, people really need to get back into trade school. You really need to get back into learning how to do things with their hands. That's immediate money, and that is... You talk about essential jobs? Right. Those are always essential jobs. Air condition, f- fixing air conditions and heating units, electricians, plumbers. Like, we always are going to need them. Even pest control. A lot of people said now that they're home so much, they're starting to see things that they shouldn't be seeing, whether it's bugs, whether it's mice, so... Pest control yeah. is doing a lot. Right I don't know if you saw the streets in, in New Orleans. They're saying for a lot of times the rats would eat the scraps off the food that people had at the bars and the alleyways. Mm-hmm. And now because people aren't out eating anymore, the rats are trying to find food. So it's becoming a, overrun. Yeah. I also want to tell y'all, brothers and sisters, I respect y'all wholeheartedly. But don't act like y'all didn't see those roaches before this quarantine. Okay, you just was ignoring them goddamn roaches. But now that you're home all day long and you got some people in the house with you, they telling you, they keep reminding you that you got them goddamn roaches. All right? So now you're getting them fixed. All right? But you you saw them roaches beforehand. My goodness. Hello, who's this? Brian Michael Jr. Hey, what's up, bro? What are you doing to make a little extra bread right now? What's up, King? I'm I'm still working. I'm still working, but then uh, I I am in the... Yeah, your phone is a little jacked up. Oh, okay. I had it. I didn't have it to my mouth, but uh, yeah, I'm still working. <laughs> but then I have still some Wheelite for five sixty out here. You say you've been drinking Pedialyte? No, nah, I built some Wheelite. That's built a wheel uh, what's Wheelite? It's for rims for big trucks and cars and and uh, SUVs. Congratulations! So you, why do I? Why, for some reason, that made me. Yeah, that make me think of spinners. Remember the spinner rims that people used to have? That's what I. Yeah, that's what yeah, that make me think yeah, of. It's like that. 
it's like that, but these right here at night, it'll wake people up. You know, it'll, it'll slow down accidents. Because I was in a, I had to learn how to walk. Uh, Got I you. I had to walk in 2007. So, so it's beneficial. So uh-huh. it's like it's like uh it's like it's like wearing those jackets when you jogging and the, and they like kind of light up so you see people like on the road. That's dope. Exactly. Is that legal though? Can you have that on your wheels? I know sometimes they stop all the extra lights. You you remember two live crew? Well, we gotta go to court about it. We gotta go to court about it. You I know? ain't mad at you, brother. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know. What I think man? it's a great move to the two live crew. goddammit. It I think it's a great idea. Yeah, it ain't illegal. So you know, what I mean, right now, but they might try. But I'm willing to go to court for it if I need to. Now, I see a lot there of people that put their lights under their cars, and sometimes police pull them over. But I just wonder. But, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Well, what's the moral of the story, guys? The moral of the story is, man, you got to eat. You just got to figure out how to go get it, you know, uh, by any legal means necessary. Right. And and I do want to tell people, people ask me what site do you, should they sell sneakers on. Uh, if you have some old sneakers that look good, you can clean them up. Goat sells old sneakers. You can sell your old sneakers at Goat. If they're new, you can go to StockX. You'll get your money immediately. Absolutely. And I want to tell all these kids, man, um, and not even not even the kids. If you know elderly people in your neighborhood, not only are you being a good Samaritan, you can make a couple of dollars, man, just pulling up on the old folks and asking them if they need anything, going to the grocery store for them. You know what I'm saying? Let let them give you give you their little grocery list. You go to the store, pick up some items, make a couple of dollars. So not only are you being a good Samaritan, right. you put a little change in your pocket too i think that's a nice little hustle for right now all right we got more coming up next we're the breakfast club morning everybody it's dj mv angela yee charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club we got a special guest in the building yes indeed this is her first time here finally make the stallion come on give Meg some round of applause that's right damn it get the energy right in here god damn it aka sugar aka tina snow in the building album is out right now now let's let's start for people that don't know. How did Meg The Stallion start out as a rapper? How did you get into this rap game? So my mom was a rapper, mm-hmm. and like every day after school, and when she would get off work, I would see her in her room writing and stuff. And mm-hmm. then she would be like going to the studio, and I'll be in the little waiting room. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure she thought I was in there doing like little kid stuff, but I'll be like listening at the door, like oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I really thought it was normal. I kind of low key thought everybody mama was doing that. So <laughs> <laughs> everybody mama so, was rapping. Yeah, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So like. I know it was just normal. So I would eventually, like, start stealing her CDs with, like, all her instrumentals on there and, like, start sneaking and writing. And then she'll be, like, asking, like, have you seen my CDs? And I'll be like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and then, like, eventually when I graduated from high school, I was like, I can rap. And she was like, no, you can't. And I was like, yeah, I can. She was like, let me hear you. So I started rapping, and she was like, oh, my God. Like, you can't <laughs> you, rap. She, yeah, you she remember the really, first verse you spit for? I really don't remember what I was saying, but I remember I rapped over, like, the I'm Different beat by 2 Chainz, okay. and <laughs> she was like, oh, shit. like, so then ever since then, like, I don't think she still even took me seriously then, so I started going to the studio on my own, and so when she knew I was at the studio by myself and stuff, she was like, oh, hell no, nah, I'm going to manage you, and we doing She probably this. was raw, too. I, I, I was, exactly how I rap now, like, I was talking probably a little more crazier back then. Like, and she said, you ain't living I, that life. I was like, mama, don't be mad, I'm a curse, okay? And she was like... <laughs> She was like, okay. I don't think she knew exactly how hard I was about to go. And she was like, I don't know where your mouth came from. <laughs> and only thing my mama ever played for me was like, Pimp C, UGK. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's like, where it came from, mom. <laughs> like, my daddy only played Three Six Mafia, so I'm hey. like, I don't understand why y'all not figuring out why I'm talking like this. So didn't I, I read somewhere that uh, Pimp C's wife wanted to, she had vocals for you that she wanted yeah. to do? Did you uh, ever do that? I mean, I got the vocals. I got vocals from her and Juicy J. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was working. I'm still working on my album. Like, I had to hurry up and put together an EP, like, of songs that I just really like that I recorded so far. But, like, stuff like that, I really like to take my time on because mm-hmm. I really look up to Pimp C. So, I really wanted to, I want to do the song right. 
How long did how long did it take for you to to, to I don't want to say pop, but to actually pop because it seems like on the outside world it seems like it was fast. So it seems like it was a little rumbling and then it was gone. I feel like I I'm still getting there. Like I don't feel like I'm just like I feel, I don't feel like I've like popped. How many like, platinum singles you got already? Uh, three. <laughs> I mean... No, you got the right attitude. That's true, you, cause, but, cause you, They don't but, really count it until you put out a debut album. Right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I just got a lot more work to do. Like, I like to work. I like to hustle. I don't feel like nothing should just be given to me. Like, I really do want to work for it. What do you think the shift was? you think it was uh, the Wale song, the pole dancer? Uh, definitely that was one of the, the big moments for me. Um, everybody know, like, I used to do a lot of cyphers. Mm -hmm. That's where stuff started going viral from. And then mm -hmm. Wale was, like, the first... You know, big artists to like reach out to me and say, I want to, I want to do a song with Meg. And my my manager at the time called me. He's like, uh, Wale want to talk to you. I was like, Wale, Wale, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Wale. Do you think he was trying to holler at first, or do you think it was about no? Me? Like as soon as I met him, like I met him in the studio, mm -hmm. uh, and he just played a bunch of records. And I heard when he played pole dance, I was like, oh, duh, like I'm gonna do this one. Mm -hmm. So we just been like really close ever since. Why you think Pimp C don't get? the proper recognition that he deserves. I saw somebody post the other day. They said, if y'all worried about, Bo you know, if, you, if Boosie offends y'all, y'all would have hated Pimp C. <laughs> yeah, he's just very Southern, like, <laughs> and sometimes people from the South, like, stick to that old Southern way, like yeah. that old Southern mentality. And, like, a lot of the times, uh, I feel like a lot, just Southern rap in general don't, doesn't really get the respect that it deserves. Even like, now? I mean... Even now, been like for the past twenty five years, at least they even they respect the South now. I feel like a lot of the times, like people don't get it. Like I hear when I go different places, they're like, "Oh, I, I like your accent," but I can't really hear it. But mm -hmm. like, <laughs> but when you're from someplace different, because people will tell me I have an accent, and I'm like, I don't have an accent. Like if I'm in the South, they'll tell me that. Definitely, you have an accent. See, but like, and I look at you like Meg definitely has an accent. Too. I feel like people not used to it. Like the mm -hmm. way we, I feel like maybe we talk a little slower. Like I don't know. I just feel like sometimes people don't really catch the music. Like of course, like Juvenile, like Lil Wayne, like mm -hmm. I don't know. I just lyricists. Feel like, Those lyricists though. Yeah, but I feel like it's still catching on. Like it's still it's still growing. So you think that sometimes people misjudge, like looking from the outside with you know, hot girl and all of that, because I looked at it and we were trying to have this discussion on just being like somebody about your business as a woman that is independent, taking care of yourself. You go to school, TSU, shout out to TSU. Yeah, shout out to TSU. Because they're so proud of you. <laughs> but sometimes people think that means you just out here hoeing and thotting and they think that's, that's what it is. Um, Being a hot girl, you know, it really started off as me really just letting everybody know what type of summer I was about to have. <laughs> like, me just being unapolog unapologetic, me just doing what I want to do, not really caring about anybody else's opinion, like, mm -hmm. me just being me, you know, just doing what we want to do as women. Like, we shouldn't be trying to fit into, like, a certain standard that people try to put us in, a certain box people try to put us in. You should just do what makes you happy. Now, when the boys got involved, it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, y'all on that hot girl y'all think y'all this? And then it turned into, like, a whole, like, battle. Hot girl versus city boy. Yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> y'all making this to me, wasn't it? Duval started that yeah, well, <laughs> they drug it. I was like, damn, like, hot girls, like, I was seeing. <laughs> they was like, yeah, real hot girl. And I was like, <sighs> that's not what it was. <laughs> what did you do for the fall? I went, I'm, it's a hot girl semester. Oh, school. we went back to yeah, school. Yeah, we went, we went back to school. And how's that going? I seen you studying when you was, when you was yeah, rehearsing and all that. I'm taking quizzes every other day, doing homework. Like, I try to get it in when I can. What's your GPA? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I got like a, maybe like a 2.7, 2.8 right now. It right. could be better. What's your oh. major? Health administration. Do you really want to do that? Like, why, why, why are you still in school at this point? <laughs> 
Like, so, what, what is the, it's got to be a reason. So to take it from the beginning, when when you go to college, I feel like half the time a lot of people only going to college because that's what their parents told them to do. Your parents made them do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that you even go to college knowing exactly what you want to do. Like, that that's where I was at with it. My grandmother told me I should go to school to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> my, my grandma said do it. I guess I'll do it. But I always knew what I really wanted to do. I just hadn't told my family. Mm-hmm. So I, I went anyway, and I would be sitting in class super bored. Like, I'll be like, oh, my God, I don't want to be here. Like, I'm writing raps and shit. Like, I was just like, damn, I don't want to be here, but I don't want to drop out because I don't want to disappoint my family. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, what can I do to, like, stay here but actually be interested so I changed my major to business management Mm -hmm. and I still didn't like it I was still bored I was not interested so I had left PV and I had got a job and I was still doing classes online at like Mm -hmm. HCC because I didn't want to not be in school completely I just didn't know what I wanted to do with myself because I wanted to rap but I still wasn't like I knew my grandmother wouldn't like it so it was something I was hiding from her too so, finally, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go back to school, but I really need to figure out what I want to do. That's right. So, I knew that I wanted to be in the health field, but I knew I didn't want to be a doctor. I knew I didn't want to be a nurse. I was like, well, what, what is it? Like, I just knew I wanted to help. So, I told my grandma, like, where I was at with it. Like, I was like, I really want to run some shit. Like, maybe I could be the head of the hospital. I don't know. And she was like, you know what you should look into? Healthcare administration. And TSU had the major. Mm-hmm. So, once I started going to TSU, now I'm actually, like, learning and I'm making A's and I'm paying attention mm-hmm. and then I figured out you know what what I'm learning to hear a lady had came and spoke and she like ran an assisted living facility so I was like that sounds like something I would really want to get into and my grandmother I watched her take care of my great grandmother for a long time and I'm like no definitely this can't be only going on in my family and, and what I'm seeing so I was like I want to open up some assisted living facilities that's smart that's yeah. entrepreneurship that's yeah. so that's that's what I really that's what I really want to do now and since I'm you know I've already been going to school for so long I might as well keep keep it going how many more credits you need to finish I think I need maybe like six Lord. more classes but I'm taking them like two at a time so that's why right. it's going slow because I am we gotta get the GPF though you know, we, we gotta, gotta get the GPF yeah. at least a 3.0 <laughs> I gotta get a 3 yeah, like I, I wanna I wanna be better and I wanna do better, but I'm trying. You be working. <laughs> yeah. So you think about life after rap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, we got more with Megan Thee Stallion. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Meg Thee Stallion. Charlemagne? You celebrated a born day last month. Your born day is on February 15th, right? Yep. So does a hot girl expect a Valentine's Day gift and a goddamn birthday party? Hell yeah. <laughs> I need to get some both days. What if you get a car? You still expect another present or is a that car? a joint gift? So, okay, so is the car for Valentine's Day or my birthday? Wow, It can't be agreed. a joint one? A no, car? That no. might be a joint gift. Car can't you give her both days? No, no, no. no. You give her a car for birthday and then gas for Valentine's Day. A gas Even card. if it's gas. Like, it's still got to be some type of celebration. Like, I walk in the house <laughs> and there's flowers all over the place and then it's like the little thing of gas in the middle of the floor. Like, go. baby, I got you some gas for your car. There you go. Like, I got to say, if somebody bought you a Lamborghini truck on Valentine's Day, I don't think they have to get you something. Well, we can go to dinner the next okay, day. Okay, you go and you yeah. can drive. I still want it to be a celebration. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, you would be a good side chick, right? I'll tell you why. Oh, my You could be with your main on Valentine's, but then be with you on Side Chick Appreciation Day, which is the next day, but wow, it's also your it's birthday. birthday. She went both yeah. days. Yeah. Well, see, my birthday real public, so, like, it really wouldn't be, like, a side chick thing. I know, Unless but it would still make you feel special. <laughs> like, I could lie to you. I both days. I could lie to you about my girl. Mm-mm, don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie. I'm going to find Boy. out. Goodness gracious. She's going to find out. Somebody going to find out. When did you know that you was about to be out of here? Just as far as achieving the levels that you've achieved. I know there has to be some point when you were like, damn, this really, like, happening the way that I wanted to. Um, 
Hmm. Was there a moment that you were like, damn, look at me, I'm on this tour, or I got this person? Yeah, when I when I first, did, when I did my first tour with uh, me and Future, mm-hmm. um, when I even got the offer, I was like, damn, they know me? They mm-hmm. want me to go on tour with them? So I just felt like, you know, I felt super, like, lit. I was like, oh, wow. Like, sometimes I don't, it, it surprises me who knows me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think, you know, highly of me in Future, so I'm like, oh, wow. Like, right. that's crazy that y'all want me to come on tour with y'all. Did Beyonce know you before all this, too? Because I see y'all in pictures. I don't know when she found out about me, but I was so happy when I met her. Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Um, they invited us to their home on New Year's. The Carters. It, yes, the Carters. Um, what that house look like? It, w- it was crazy. It damn near looked like a museum. Like, <laughs> But um, when... Jay had invited me to the house for the party. I told my whole team, I was like, okay, y'all, look, I got a show today, but we got to make sure that I make it to this party on time. Like, I don't want to f*** up. Right. This is my first time meeting Beyonce. I want to do it right. So, literally, my stylist brought my, because it was a pajama party, too. Mm-hmm. He brought my outfit to my show super late. So, the GPS, I remember just looking at the GPS and it said we was going to be there in seven minutes. It was already damn near 12. I was in the car. I was about to cry. Um, and I was like, you made me miss Beyonce party. I f***ing hate you. <laughs> like, we literally ran in their house at 11.59. And then everybody's like, oh. And I was like, oh, my God, we made it. I couldn't believe the it. The Carters had a pajama party for New Year's <laughs> Eve? Yeah. But everybody, of course, everybody's pajamas were, like, super nice. Right. Wow. Yeah, I'm in the shock. Like, I know. <laughs> was it a sleepover? <laughs> no, it wasn't a sleepover. But I don't, I don't know why I was pajamas. But it was, it was really nice though. But yeah. I don't even. I was so pissed because he brought me like these old fancy ass pajamas, and right. I didn't even wear the fancy ones. Oh, Hold on, give us a little inside peek of that Illuminati life. Now, who was at this party? Goodness gracious. <laughs> I don't know nothing about the Illuminati. <laughs> it really be blowing, blowing my mind when I see people say that shit, Like, oh, yeah, she in the Illuminati. Now I be like, bitch, I don't, I don't even know how to get in that shit. Like, I, I got to do some research on the Illuminati. Okay, I got to look that up. I don't even think black people can be in the Illuminati. Yeah, it's disrespectful because people act like they don't believe in God and hard work. And only like, it, it, it only seems like black people do that to each other. It's like, how can you discredit these people for working all their motherfucking life and now now? Since they're doing so well, they gotta have be they gotta be down with the devil. That's, right. that's yeah, really like God ain't real. Yeah, and you yeah. get to see Meg's throwbacks at her freestyling in the cipher, so you can see how long it's been happening, and yeah, that she was nice she back a, then. See how she avoided answering who was at that party though. You know, I don't like telling nobody business. <laughs> you can look up the pictures online, right? You can just do that. Right. Now we've seen we've seen in the press that you, you know you're you're trying to get released from your contract. How was that going? So actually I'm not trying to get released from my contract. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, you know, renegotiate some things in my contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how was that going? Um, well, it's going. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know, a lot of things I can't say because it's legal. I gotta handle it in mm-hmm. court. Mm-hmm. But I mean, things are public information. Um, yeah, we got the contracts right here. Yeah, I didn't want to talk about this uh, just yet because I just met you. Someone, right. you know. But since we talking about it, now, right? Now, fifteen oh one records. What have they done for the career of Megan Thee Stallion? Um. So when I first got signed, um, it was Carl and T. Ferris, and you know everybody was super nice, of course. Uh, but for whatever reason, me and my mom were just more drawn to T. Ferris. Like he was just really nice, really supportive. Like mm-hmm. he, re- like anything I asked for, like T. Ferris would just do it. Um, I can't. Uh, I would record at the studio every day with them. Uh, I was going. I had shows. I was just coming up. Uh, T. Ferris would be there. Carl would pop up um, from time to time. 
I'm pretty sure um, he helped a lot with some some radio at the time. And then what do you when, mean, like paying for radio? I don't I don't know how well, that goes. Radio. That's it a happens, Megan. It's a legal I'm having honest conversation. I'm a radio personality. I can say that. Whatever. I mean, I don't I don't really know how it goes, so mm-hmm. I can't really like speak on it. But I just. Well, you hire somebody to work right Like, yeah, hire, hire, work whatever it is, I, I know he, he had to do something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So I'm not taking that away from him. I'm not saying that he never gave me nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when things start really taking off, um, it would be me, my mom, and T. Ferris. Mm-hmm. So when we would be on the road, that that's the team. Um, when things start picking up even more, I, I got signed with 300. So... I really just didn't see, see, you know, nobody from 1501 that much. Do you think just, things shift when you went to Rock Nation, when Rock Nation started managing you and taking care of your contract? No, like what people don't realize is, you. I don't put everything on social media. Like I don't put my problems on social media. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a person that like to vent online. Like I just don't care about a lot of people outside opinion. So like you would have never knew that we weren't talking even then, like, it wasn't like, when I see him, I speak, yeah, but it's not like I'm, we besties or nothing, you know? Gotcha. Like, me and T. Ferris have a really, really close relationship. So when you got on Instagram, you had just got to the point where you were really frustrated. and you Yeah, because like I had didn't... already seen, like, I just never made it a public thing. Like, he had already been talking about me online, but I never, like, responded to it. So I don't think people realized that I was just at a point where I was already frustrated. And then when I found out I couldn't drop any music, I was like... Well, I might as well say something now. Y'all ain't let me drop music, so I might as well tell people why I can't drop it. Right. Why I didn't understand that either. Why would they not want you to drop music if they eat off it? I really don't know. Yeah. I could not tell you what like what's the thought process. All right, now keep it locked. We got more with Meg Thee When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Meg Thee Stallion. Charlamagne? Do you think this is a situation where a major company is poaching off the work that a... 1501 did to help you get to this point? No. Like, Rock Nation don't have nothing to do with the problems we was already going through. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like that, you know, people bring up Jay-Z, like, Jay-Z not <laughs> worried about them. Like, you you saying names that I feel like it's just, you're just trying to draw, like, attention to the situation. Like, facts are public. I don't have to lie. Why would I lie? Like, I just, I feel like people want to bully me. Like, you don't have to gang up on me. Like, I didn't do nothing to y'all, so I really don't understand where it's coming from. I think, I think a lot of that came from, I think you said in a, that, that uh, Rock Nation looked at the contract and told you some things. So when, when I finally got real lawyers and, like, you know, people around me that knew what they were talking about, it was like some things in my contract are just unconscionable in the state of Texas. So it's like, well, let's just fix the things that are wrong. So... Mm-hmm. So you are don't you want to be released, you just get... want to renegotiate. I just wanted to renegotiate my contract. Right. Does it look like things are going to move toward that direction? Are you feeling like... I do you really... feel like if you had a conversation... <clears throat> I tried to have a conversation. Because he said he had... Carl said he hasn't heard from you since August. He's like, I haven't he heard from He ain't heard from me before that. Like, no. we just don't have a relationship. So mm-hmm. it's not nothing that's brand new. It's not because of Rock Nation. We just already didn't have a relationship. Maybe Carl was the money guy, but he wasn't the day-to-day guy. That's what it seems like. I mean, like I said, like, I could... I, well, I know what's being said is not true. Like, all that hundreds of thousands of dollars, like, people not even, you know, putting it out there. Like, we asked for the proof, and you're not even giving us the proof of that. Like, so. well, I got to go, go back and look at some of your old Instagram pictures. Well, thank God we got like. an album out today. 
The album well, so is out today. Well, so it's not today. even my album. Oh, like, it, it's is, an EP. It's an EP. So it's yeah. an EP. Sugar, so, EP. Who, so who is Sugar now? So Sugar is basically just like a girl who is going through it, but she getting through it. It's like me basically letting people know that I'm not perfect. I'm a human. I know I be fucking up, but I be trying. So, <laughs> <laughs> I be getting through it. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I don't like the, I don't like the fact that <clears throat> everybody be trying to seem so perfect. Mm-hmm. Why do who you want to be perfect? Like, but obviously, people online, they just are all so amazing, yeah. and nothing's wrong with them, and mm-hmm. they never been through in their life. So, I mean, that, that's more so what I'm talking about. Isn't it whack, though, that you got to you gotta learn that in real time? Like, you gotta pl- that, that has to play out in front of the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As you learn those growing pains. I mean, it's just all a part of being in the light. So, mm-hmm. I, I can't complain. I knew, I knew what I was getting into. So, mm-hmm. it's not nothing I'm upset about. It's just... I'm just learning as I go. So now, when I bump my head, I just be like, okay, f*** it. You and the baby make great records with each other, Oh, right? yeah. Are y'all doing an album together? Is that a plan to do a full project? I don't know if we're going to do a full project, but I know we definitely got some music that's going to come up and some other things I don't want to say yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the baby always says if he could do a collab album with somebody, it would be you. I love him. Like, I really think that will be fire if we actually did it. Mm-hmm. What, what type of deal is Megan Thee Stallion looking for? Not necessarily in that situation, but just in general. At this point in your career, what would be fair to Megan Thee Stallion? I just want it to be fair, and I want it to be, you know, good for everybody. Like, nothing is going to be perfect, but if we can both come to an agreement, like, you got to you gotta give a little to get a little, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I understand that, so I just want everything to be fair. Do you have a relationship with Jay Prince at all? No. So, have you ever met him? In person, no. Okay. Growing up, did you look up to rap a lot in Jay Prince? You had to, right? In Houston? No. Really? Like, I didn't, was, I was, was young, so I didn't really young. know anything oh, about got it. got you, got you. I'm sure you I mean, if you knew Pepsi and all of them, though. Like you, right, I only knew the music. The music. Like, got I you, didn't know you, the backstory. You. I didn't know the background. Uh, I mean, you know, you from I'm from Houston. You know, you hear things. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, it, I didn't think it was going to be anything that I would ever have to deal with. Right. Well, now, let's take a, can we talk, oh, I wanted to talk about the song, Bitch. Hold on. Jay accused you of lying this morning on his Instagram. said you're lying on him in court documents. What is that about? Like, that's something that I definitely can't talk about, but I, I don't lie, though. Who helped you negotiate your original deal with 1501? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just asking. Like I mean, interrogation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of this, I really would like to answer it. Got you. So, hopefully, you know, next time I come, I will be able to talk about it. But right now, I, you know, it's just in court, like, so I can't say a lot of stuff. Is this stressful for you right now, though? Well, oh, yeah, definitely, because all I want to do is just put out my music. Mm-hmm. And that's all I care about. So. Well, she got to go, guys. So okay. let's let's play. She just got here. <laughs> she got to go. I'm telling you what they're telling uh, but me. But a forty percent profit share. You think that's good for established artists, for new established artists? Or you want a little more? I mean, everybody I, wants forty percent. It seems pretty good. For I mean, artist. that's good. Like yeah. that's that's really not even the the highlight of what what my problem is. Mm-hmm. So, but you can't talk about what the problem. I can't talk about exactly <laughs> what it is right now. But sugar <laughs> is out right now. <laughs> one more question. One more question. <laughs> I've seen you also being accused of of going Hollywood too fast. <laughs> By who? The people who are going against me right now? No, no. Who is? I see Isaac Hayes say that a lot on Instagram. He, Isaac Hayes? Yeah, not the same oh, as his son. I was like, like, like Isaac Hayes too. I was like, who the hell is that? I was like, God damn! Who the hell No, his son says he, he said he, he, he likes you, but he says he thinks you're going too Hollywood too fast. Well. I don't know him. He don't yeah. know me, so he can't. He can't say none of that. You can. I mean, I guess you just go off what you what you hear from another guy, and you know you want to run with that. But I don't know that man. You think LA impacts your music at all? 
No. I say every time I see Meg, she always been really nice to all her fans, yeah. her hotties. Anybody that really know me know how I really humble. am. As Absolutely. a matter of fact, my yeah. goddaughter met you backstage at the show and was so excited. And y'all got cute pictures together and everything. She's 18 years old. And you didn't even know who she was. And she came, took pictures. Every time I see you, you always act the same. I know I know people who I met them early in their career, and they act funny later. No, she's, she's always still. been humble, always been cool. I don't always have no cool. reason to act no different. Like, it don't matter how much money I get. I share it with my whole team. Like, I don't... I don't feel should. like being mean is. I don't feel like being a bitch is gonna benefit me in any way. Right. That's real. My grandma always said, "Man, does it take you where money won't?" Yeah, my grandmother like pretty much preached the same thing to me. My grandma always told me to just be positive, like always be kind to people. You never know what people are going through, so That's you right. just always should be nice. All right, it's Meg the Stallion. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Well, make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida man. Florida, man. Florida man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you. A donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. When Charlemagne the guy, I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. <clears throat> well, donkey of the day goes to a mother in Seminole County named Amanda Meter. You know what Seminole County is, right? It's in Florida. Okay, I'll never forget in the now classic record, my president, when Jeezy says he cheated in Florida. Would that make him a Seminole? It has nothing to do with nothing. It's just a bar I like about Florida and Seminoles. Now, for the record, what does your Uncle Charlotte always say about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. There is no debate. All right? There's things you hear in the news, and before you even know where it happened, you just know it's Florida. And this is one of those stories, okay? See, Girl Dad was trending on social media thanks to ESPN's L. Duncan. Drop on the clues bombs for L. Duncan, okay? I I'm a proud girl, Dad. I have three beautiful princesses at the house, so I love to see the energy of men showcasing their love for their daughters because a wise man named Hassan Ray told me once, daughters are a blessing. Every time you have a daughter, the quality of your life greatly improves. They just make you better humans, and he was correct. But Florida didn't want to get down with the girl dad trend, nope. Florida decided to introduce us to boy mom. This is a mother who goes above and beyond for their son. This mother loves her son in a way I bet you don't, okay? Now, we all take our kids to do extracurricular activities, but what if your child's extracurricular activity is crime? Would you encourage or try to discourage him from that? Well, let's go to WFTV 9 ABC for the report to see what Amanda Meter did. All right. Here's only in Florida story. New at 6 in Seminole County, a 15-year-old boy is accused of robbing a Winter Springs convenience store at gunpoint. And because he doesn't even have a driver's license, yes, police say his mother had to drive the getaway car. She also acted as the lookout during that heist. Amanda Meter is charged with robbery with a firearm and neglect of a child. When Meter and her 15-year-old son and two others drove to this Circle K at the intersection of Red Bug Lake Road and Tuscawilla Road. According to the arrest report, Meter's teenage son allegedly entered the store donning a mask and produced a firearm and then demanded money from a fearful cashier. While the robbery was going down, Meter allegedly backed up her minivan to the store. Surveillance cameras from the Circle K captured everything, including Meter's face, but that wasn't what led investigators to her and her son. That note contained the juvenile's fingerprints, and when they searched Meter's home in unincorporated Winter Park, they found a mask and clothing that matched what the robber wore during the robbery. Meter is being held without bond here at the jail until her arraignment in March. 
Her son is being held across the street at the Juvenile Justice Center. He is charged with armed robbery. Um, Amanda Meter. Uh, what was the other plan? Man, there was nothing else you could do, you could think to do with your son. Like, I have a whole list of activities I could think of. But first of all, drop one of clues bombs for Marfa Shigowski. Uh She was the news anchor who reported that story. She started it off with this very accurate statement. Just press play on the clip one more time, please. Just the first line. Here's only a Florida story. New at 6. And That's it. That's it. It's only a Florida story, okay? Uh, Marfa, that's what a good news anchor does, all right? I saw you trying to remain objective, you know, trying to be a good news anchor, but the fact you acknowledge the crazy of Florida lets me know you're not crazy, and you're probably not from Florida. People from Florida rarely can step outside themselves and see they're crazy. So salute to you, Marfa Shigowski. Now, Amanda Meter, I Googled a list of mother-son activities for you to do uh, with your son. You could have had a picnic at a park. You could have went to fly a kite. You could have went miniature golfing. You could have binge-watched Power. You could have went fishing for the day. You could have created a Finsta account on social media and, you know, troll your siblings. It is several ways to bond with your son. It is several ways to spend time with your son that don't involve you being an accessory to a crime. Now, I have to say... I am impressed because when I was 15, I can't remember my mom taking me anywhere I wanted to go. I remember vividly trying to coax her into dropping me off at one of my little girlfriend's houses, and she wasn't with it. She might have dropped me off to a football game or two, but I don't recall that either. Father did, definitely. Mom, I don't remember, but that's also because I was the second oldest of five, so she didn't feel like leaving the house with all them kids, so I understand. Now, it's layers to the stupidity of Amanda Meter, though, okay? It's layers of the stupidity in this story. Number one, the young man wasn't wearing gloves. So the note he gave to the cashier is what led to his arrest because his DNA was all over it. It's a part of me that feels like he simply didn't know any better, okay? He had a mask. I can see him getting dressed at the house asking his mom, Mom, do I need to wear gloves with this mask? And his mom replying, No, son, just make sure you bring the gun back with you and, you know, you'll be fine. So being that he had no gloves, his DNA was all over the note. And I'm going to tell you something else. I think Amanda Mita actually wrote the note for her son. It only makes sense. That 15-year-old walked into a Circle K with a note from his mom. The note probably said, to whom it may concern. This is a note to say thank you in advance for the money you are about to put in my kid's bag. Don't make this difficult. Don't get shot. Sincerely, Amanda Mita. I can see it. Moms write notes for stuff all the time. When you forget your homework, they write notes. When you miss the bus, they write notes for you. When you late, they write notes for you. When you got medicine to take at school, they write notes for you. But in Florida, they write notes for their sons. Who want to rob Circle Case? Uh, please give Amanda Meter the biggest hee haw. None of this would have happened if she would have been being a, a, a mother and not an accomplice. Because even the clothes back at the house, he probably just came home, took them clothes off, and threw them on the floor. If she'd have made that boy pick them clothes up and throw them in the hamper, they probably would have never found him. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Oh, but you know what? What? We got to play a game of Guess What Race It Is! <laughs> okay? Now, Florida mom, 15-year-old son, she's an accomplice in him robbing a Circle K, drove him to the Circle K, and was the getaway driver. DJ Envy, Guess What Race She Is! White. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Angela Yee, mm. Circle K, got robbed by a 15-year-old man, his 15-year-old boy. His mother was the getaway driver. She was an accomplice in the crime. Guess what 
Race she is! Definitely Caucasian. Well, I will say that DJ Envy, Angela Yee, you both are correct! <laughs> Amanda Meter is Caucasian! Yes! So let Kathy Griffin give her the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, sir. All right. We got more coming up next. We're The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Terrell Owens and Matthew Hatchett. Charlemagne? How do you think your ego helped and uh, hurt you in the league, Teal? Well, if you don't know me, then, of course, you're not going to know how to perceive me. The narrative was that I was a bad teammate, mm-hmm. you know, locker room problems, things of that nature. But my defense was no players have ever come out and said that I was that that the media has, you know, put out there. I had coaches, you know, that were served as, like, father figures, like big brothers to me. Mm-hmm. They would pull me to the side. They would let me know if I was doing something wrong. Every stop that I've made, I've had those coaches that pulled me to the side. I'm like, yo, you're not doing anything wrong. And these were black coaches at that. They knew what was going on in those locker rooms, regardless of what was being reported about me. So that gave me confidence to still be who I was, be outspoken. And when I was in press conferences or what have you, post-game or whatever, if they asked me, you know, what happened during the course of the game or my feelings about the game, I gave you the real. It, it had to hurt in the later years, though, right? Like when you were still in shape, clearly you could still play, but they didn't. clearly they didn't want you in the league anymore. That, so, so yeah, maybe that's neg- <clears throat> the negativity sales. Now, I, I think with the plat- social media platforms that you know we have now, I think I could have dispelled some of that, some of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do an interview with somebody like a Deion Sanders or Andrea Kramer mm-hmm. for like an hour and a half, mm-hmm. but then they would break the that those hour and a half down to like five ten minutes and, and get that headline a, right, mm-hmm. and then you have a panel of guys that are critiquing that little soundbite. So it compounded and made me look even worse. And I, I've, I've been a lot of places with T, and like 99% of that, those negative things that are on the uh, on ESPN or Fox, whatever, it usually comes from a personal basis. I've gone on Shannon and, and Skip's show. Mm-hmm. And some of that, like, and Skip has been like... Skip hates you. Right. He's been, he was the main <laughs> culprit because he was a writer, beat writer in San Francisco around the time. And so, again, he used me to kind of, I guess put himself in the forefront, I guess, to be who he is Catapult now. his career, right? Right, mm-hmm. and so all the things that he said about me, they're not factual. Did you ever press Skip? Like, I know we see the TV sit down, but did no, you no, ever I, catch Skip out and about and like... No. No, I, I've never no. seen really... I've never really seen him outside of the studio. What would you do? What would you do, no, though? I'm, but what you even, gonna do? Not you gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do? I'm asking what you gonna do. <laughs> you got a lot of... You got a lot of animosity about that dude. If I'm you not, see I'm him... Not about, I'm not about that life. And oh, again, would you it, speak? No, I mean, I, I sometimes, you know, they say kill people with kindness. Sometimes mm-hmm. I kill them with blindness. I just act like I don't see them. That's why you keep your shades <laughs> on? Yeah, I, just, I just act like I don't see them. So you really don't <laughs> with Skip? No, not really. But like I said, I've gone on the show because I'm confident in who I am and what I've done mm-hmm. in my character. And so, again, over, over these years, like I said, I think he's done a disservice for who he is as a journalist to create false narratives and things about me. Do you think uh, he personally attacks you? Oh, no no doubt, for sure. I mean, the whole T.O. obliterator thing, this, that, and the other. Um, I even Team on, obliterator. Yeah, yeah. yeah I even wore <laughs> a show. And again, you know, he said that was an issue in Dallas, and I've been removed from every stop, this, and that, and the other. But I went on the show with facts. He said that was an issue. My character was an issue when I left Dallas. I went on that show. When you get released from a team, they the team filed as to why they let you go. 
So there's a number of boxes they could have checked. Mm -hmm. If it was conduct detrimental to the team, they could have checked, checked that. that box. But you know what box that was checked as to why they released me? It was performance-based. Too slow. And I don't even know how that was because <laughs> I was the leading receiver. I was the leading receiver. I'm surprised y'all don't fight, man. I'm surprised y'all don't never wrestle the move for it to one time. Slap uh, boxes. the only way you can stay relevant. <laughs> you don't even know who he is. <laughs> That's the only way you can stay Damn. Hey, you know Nino what? Nino Brown G Money, he's going to take you to the roof, hey, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw him up off that joint, too. One time, I ain't fight. One time, nah, never. Man, no, I will, man, I will mop this young boy no. up, man. Don't oh play God. with me. Come on, man. Now, listen, this we do have Antonio dude. Brown coming up here, right? Yeah, yeah, to check that flight. That's so what do you I'm think saying. about what Roger Goodell had to say about, you know, wanting to help him out in the league? And I don't know. What did he say? He said, he said that they want to make sure they help him. I think they're, well, they're talking about him personally. It seems like it's bigger than football. They're talking about his personal life. So they just want to make sure he doesn't literally, like, you know, do something to himself. Now, you guys have been in the league for a long time. Oh, wait, I wanted to ask you what your conversation was like, though, with, with um, Antonio. Um, I went over there as a friend. Even with the video that went out, like I said, we've had this discussion. Mm -hmm. um, my thing is, you know, he, he's, a, he's a father. He's a dad. I didn't like, you know, the way he was using the language in front of his kids, mm -hmm. this and that and the other. And whatever situations that he had in regards to the police, uh, his girlfriend or wife, whatever the case may be, handle that outside of the video camera. You know what I mean? I didn't have a father growing up. He didn't have one growing up. So we have a responsibility to be be better than what our fathers were to us. Now, now talking mean? about mm -hmm. kids, you guys been in the league a long time. We talked about CT a little bit earlier. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Would you allow your kids to play football? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think they're trying to do whatever they can to make the game safer. Um, I'm, I'm not I've never, sure. I've I'm never not. really pushed my kids to play anything. Um, if they wanted to play sports, football, or what have you, then I'm all for it. Yeah. What do you think, Matthew? I'm not, I'm not sure yet because, again, I don't have kids yet. So what? I know, right? Wait, condoms all those years in the league? Hey, you know what? I, I buy every condom that he has never bought. Because he's got <laughs> He, he got he got 25 kids, so that's how I look at that. <laughs> I love my kids, but I'm envious. Of you I thought you were about to say I love it wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you said you, you wouldn't let your kid. You don't know if you let your kid I, play. I'm not, or not sure yet, cause it's like, <laughs> you know, when your kid's like nine or ten, you, that's when you kind of let him play. And if he's the hammer, he's out there hitting everybody, getting up, saying I, I love it. You like then you let that kid play. But if he's that kid that's kind of whining about it and you know crying, and I got a hurt shoulder, a bloody nose, and I say don't let that kid play. If he's the hammer, let him play. If he's the nail, don't let him play. Yeah, if they got the passion for it, the drive for it, then, yeah, I mean, why prevent or, you know, a kid from wanting to achieve their dreams? You know yeah. what I mean? The CTE, that, the injuries is what, you know, a lot of parents say. That's, that's yeah. part of the game. That's always going to be something, some recourse yeah. to, to any sport that you that you yeah. play. So, Hatch, let's start with you. What do you think of this whole Aaron Hernandez situation? I think the Florida Gators... The NFL, the NCAA, they all knew what was going on with him. And when you're that good, they do what they have to do to keep things quiet. You think the NFL will have a, a star player? Because we don't have a lot of openly gay NFL players. Mm -hmm. You think that's something that's going to happen sometime soon? Mm, well, what was no. the guy? Michael Sams? Yeah, every time yeah. somebody comes out. Hey, not a lot. He, he yeah, could play, every, and they got rid of him real right, quick. Every time somebody <laughs> comes out and openly you know, expresses themselves or, you know, want to come out the closet and be brave, they're jobless. Yep. 
Did yeah. either that either of y'all have players in the locker room that y'all knew? I've never, I've, I've never, never known one. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, yeah, known I've never one. been in a situation where I even even suspected it. So your advice would be stay in the closet if you're in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to really have an <laughs> NFL career, like otherwise, <laughs> is your point of really coming out? If you mm. want to be an advocate for the LB, LGBT community, Matthew's like, yeah. <sighs> just go do that again. That Michael Sam scenario. Uh, a couple years back, I think when did he get dra- did he get drafted? He got drafted. seventh round, yeah. <clears throat> but he was out of the league so quick. It didn't last. Like it, it, just, it doesn't help. Was and he I, really good though? He was good he enough, enough, but they really treat anyone who doesn't fit that criteria, and they get him out the league. Because if you really look at it, the the T.O. scenario, the Michael Sam scenario, not in that scenario. No, no, you're I know just saying. I've, you I got get your confidence. <laughs> okay, not me. I'm waiting to see where he goes with this. And the and the and the Tim Tebow scenario, it's really all the same. They're three way different type of scenario. religion, religion, sex, sexuality, and a bad character. But they get them. You out see more so of the tos though, more well, of the bad character attitude. Ego, you think? In the not until they do something. Like so if you see bad character, like like he had but when I've you're in your first. Or, I've never really done anything. Well, let's let's say if he would have did that when he was in his first or second year, he would have never made it for for 15 years. That you have to perform first. Got you. You got see you, what I'm saying? You, so you, again, those whole scenarios, like <clears throat> you don't get to perform unless you're like that good that early, and then we're gonna give you some leeway later on. But the Michael Sam never got there. Mm-hmm. So question that could be like kind of Colin Kaepernick situation too, right? Same yeah. exact yeah, yeah, same yeah, yeah, scenario, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Do do not move the needle in the negative direction, else we will get ready. All right, keep it locked. We got more with T.O. and Matthew Hatchett. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Terrell Owens and Matthew Hatchett, or T.O. Now, Colin Kaepernick, did you see his workout? What did you think? Do you think he deserves to be in the league after watching this workout? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. After the workout, had no, that had nothing to do with it. That had nothing I mean, to do with it. To me, he should, he should have been there three years ago. Um, but at the same time, Cap did pass up contracts that were on the table because he wanted more money so that's on him right, um, but he wanted fair value for what he was well, who says it's fair because based on his production look at the no, guy look, no, look at the guys no, that he, no. that you can compare him to you can't compare him to nobody okay why, why not because his, his his numbers and his super bowls let's say because he didn't have right you only let's, good as your last game so again if you compare his stats to when he left the game versus the guys that are playing now mm-hmm. that's what they're gonna they want to pay him like a backup Right, right. But when, what what years was was he passing up contract? Because I've heard that's not true. That exactly. he didn't pass up no contract. It's just hearsay. Uh, about three, four years ago. What is the number? What numbers was it that he was passing up? Nobody knows. Yeah, know. nobody T. knows. I don't know. But I, I heard it was market value. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. But but what you're saying is he should have been getting paid like the top 20 guys. That's what he there thought. There are guys that are. I didn't think he was a top 20 guy. I thought he could play. I thought he should be in the NFL for sure. He could be battling for a starting position. And you you treated the same way when you're a free agent. And somebody's like, okay, you can come here and you can compete for a job. Some players don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Some people want to hear, I'm the starter. And like I said, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's what he wanted to hear, but he didn't want to hear, you have to compete for this job. And then if... He didn't want to go through a mellow winter where Mellow went through a team and had to play as a star for a, a star you position. Go. There you go. But he did, and he is But he did, and now he's back playing, but you have to go through that process. We're not just going to give it to you, especially black athletes. They don't just give it to you, especially in the NFL. Uh, like, there's a bunch of 
five, ten, 180-pound white quarterbacks that are third-string guys they keep around for four, five, sometimes six, seven years in the NFL. You'll never hear hear about them, but they're not moving the needle. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're moving the needle, you better be good, dang near great. And that's what the NFL is about. But he's better than those guys, those backup. But guys. he can't get paid like a third-year guy, a third, a third string. That's what you just said. He wanted more money. We're going to pay you like a but third or second money? stringer. But nobody knows what you're saying. I know what a, a, a backup quarterback gets paid. He gets what? paid four million dollars a year, but he what? wants ten. I think he's worth that. But you're not the GM or the owner. Right, so but I'm not talking about matter. it. doesn't matter. That's not the point that I'm making. I'm saying that he's worth that. So if he turns to it down. To you, not to 32 other teams. For a guy that's not comparable to his talent, then yeah, of course you're going to say that. Damn. Wait, was that? Dang. Wow, that was that a stat? Wow. I, I wasn't I'm sure. I'm telling you, the real I can't pay you now based off your best year. Though. Thank you. You are not getting paid but today for yesterday's game. Now, Donovan McNabb. Nick he was, nasty. He's been talking. You know, you've been saying about how your team <laughs> love you and stuff. But Donovan yeah, McNabb had like some you. things to say. He said that you're. I'm glad you said that because even you know, like I said, there's. There's some inaccuracies, not factual stuff that even Skip said. I, I, I heard an exchange a couple of weeks ago he had with, with Shannon, you know, saying that McNabb, you know, challenged me to a fight and I backed down. He said, back down? J- he said Jason Witten challenged me to a fight and I backed down. First wow. Of all, wow. Neither one you of them sound like a punk. Shit. Trust me, neither one of them <laughs> don't want this problem. And when I got in a scuffle with Hugh Douglas, if that was, was a real it, story. Right, yeah, I heard what that it was. one. I went into that locker room after that, and I saw Dunham in there, and he knew what had just happened. And I asked him. And you said the same guy, thing. You want a piece I of said, me, old exactly. man? He said, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked, I said, if you want some of this, you, you can get some of it, too. So you put your hands on Hugh Douglas? Yeah. I was in the, uh, in the training room. I was getting treatment or what have you, and I was in the HydroWorks pool. The door was cracked, and he was yelling through the door, or from the outside, and I heard him, and he was like, "Yeah, some people in here faking injuries, this, that, and the other." <laughs> and I, you know, found it disrespectful. So I got up out of the water, you know, addressed the situation. We got in a little scuffle, this, that, and the other. It wasn't really any blows thrown, but like I said, I handled my own. So you fought you, Douglas, then you went and challenged Donovan McNabb to a duel, <laughs> and you wonder why they said he building. was kind of disruptive in the locker room. To you. <laughs> and Donovan McNabb said no. Just to be clear, he didn't want. Oh, he didn't. He didn't want none okay. of this. Trust me. Um, you can see how that can be misconstrued, like you can be disruptive in a locker room. <laughs> but what about, you didn't say nothing about uh, Hugh Douglas. Yeah. Being disruptive in a locker he, room. He's, he's the one that started. Yeah. And now, so, I'm going to say something. I'm always rooting for everybody black. You and Jason Witten, I might have to go with Jason Witten <laughs> in the fight. Well, I mean, you can go with that. What you think, man? Hey, I, I, I see. He 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 has this thing. It's a different level of strength. He's got like that old country strength. Like, yeah, you can yeah, put two twenty-five yeah, 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 yeah. on the bar. He probably barely go do it. But he's like that old country boy strength, where like when he has to do something, when he's got to lift a car. You're <laughs> <laughs> like God. Yeah, he's one of those dudes. Did you but, and Jason? Did, 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 but that's the thing. Is like it never happened. J- Jason Witten and I, we. There's never been any altercation. Any beef anywhere. Did you, did let you me, fight let anybody me. in the Cowboys locker room? No. No scuffles, no nothing? Let, I almost got into it with the receiver coach, Todd Haley. Shoving, we, pushing? No, we just got in a... No, they ain't never going to nah, put yeah. hands on. He would never nah, put hands nah, on the coach. I ain't going to never do that. I'm never going to disrespect anybody unless they put their hands on me. I've but let me, let me ask you this. As a table, right? Mm-hmm. If if just your, your eyeballs, right? You see a white dude and a black dude fighting in the street. And a cop comes up. They're both two feet away. If a cop comes up, who's the cop going to stop first? The black, black guy. 
Yeah. That, that was just him. You see what I'm saying? It had nothing to do with... Nobody even knows all these situations. Right. But if just, he took you know his what? shades off, he'd look just, less suspicious. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why do you have your sunglasses on, man? My future is bright, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hey, I'm here in the Breakfast Club. I mean, I, this is an honor for me to be here, honestly. Like we happy you here. And one thing you both can agree on is that T.O. should have been one of the NFL's all-time 100, right? We, uh, um, I kind of like that he's not wow. in it. Wow. Because now we're on the like, same wow. level. That's a guy, too. We're on the same level, though. We what? both didn't make it. What about top 10 wide receivers? Should've, he should have made that. Oh, he definitely should have made that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not even close. You but know again, what I'm saying? But I've been, like, th these are the things that I've, been forced to kind of digest throughout mm -hmm. the course of my career. Like I said, I wasn't looked upon to be like the next Jerry Rice. Honestly, I never had any ambition, never thought I would play beyond the collegiate level. I didn't even really watch football growing up. I mm -hmm. didn't really know who Jerry Rice was to like my junior year in college. I hate that. Because so, I'm such a football guy, and I wanted all that, and here's a guy that says he didn't want all that, and he got it. I want to choke him out right now. Right, right. 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 Got to subscribe to this podcast. Right. I don't know how long, you know how long Fred T.O. breaks this team up. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, later on today. With Hatch. All right. <laughs> Matthew Hatch, we appreciate you guys for joining oh, us. Thanks for having us, guys. We appreciate, appreciate it, man. It, Hashtag GPR. Yeah, this, is, this has been an honor, man. This has been great. Absolutely. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now it's time for the positive note. You got some positivity for us? Listen, the positive note is simply this. Some people, we just outgrow, okay? Relationships might end with no real explanation as to why. And when that happens, respect the shift, honor the growth, and understand that not all roots can stay planted in the same soil forever. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?